Faith, Hope and Love, episode 209, the first Sunday of Lent, year A. Our Lenten journey has well and truly begun. It's a wonderful time of extra prayer, reflection and penance in order to refocus our sights upon Christ and his gospel. This weekend we hear of the temptation of our Lord in the desert. I'd always seen this as a time of preparation for Christ's public ministry, and in a sense that's perfectly true, but it's more than that. It turns out that this is his first and definitive battle and victory in God's war against the derailing effects of temptation. To ignore the Father's will in a distorted and self-justified attempt to follow our own will. This has racked the human condition since the beginning. In the desert, Christ strikes the first blow against humanity's alienation from God. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Have mercy on me, Lord, in your kindness. With love clear away all my offense. Creating me, O oh Lord, a humble cause. 
on me, I will answer him. I will deliver him and give him glory. I will grant him length of days. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Welcome everyone, and may our Lord's empathy abide in us as we take this time to offer praise and prayers and intercessions to our loving God. As we begin the Holy Eucharist, let us acknowledge our sinfulness so as to worthily celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray that we will grow in the understanding of God. Grant Almighty God, through the yearly observances of Holy Lent, that we may grow in understanding of the riches hidden in Christ and by worthy conduct pursue their effects. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. Chapter 2, verses 7 to 9, 16 to 18, and 25, and verses 3, 1 to 7. 
The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground the Lord God made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord God commanded the man, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper as his partner. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal that the Lord had made. He said to the woman, Did God say you shall not eat from the tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. The Word of the Lord. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion blot out my offence. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offences truly I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervour sustain me. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Chapter 5, verses 12 to 19. Brothers and sisters, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death came through sin, so death spread to all people, because all have sinned. Sin was indeed in the world before the law, but sin is not reckoned when there is no law. 
Yet death exercised dominion from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sins were not like the transgressions of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died through the one man's trespass, much more surely have the grace of God and the free gift of the grace of one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for the many. And the free gift is not like the effect of one man's sin, for the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brings justification. If because of the one man's trespass, death exercised dominion through that one, much more surely will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness exercise dominion in the life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, just as one man's trespass led to condemnation for all people, so one man's acts of righteousness leads to justification and life for all people. For just as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners, so by the one man's obedience the many will be made righteous. The Word of the Lord Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. No one lives on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Glory and praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him and suddenly angels came and waited on him. The Gospel of the Lord Our Lord wastes no time going straight to work in achieving his Heavenly Father's mission. 
Jesus, of course, is God made human, the new Adam. And he quickly sets about reversing the failures to temptation that have been around us since the beginnings of humanity and which we still face today. Although Jesus is God, he's also completely human like us. So in his humanity, he faces temptation and he defeats it. We can see this 40 days in the desert as a massive battle between forces of God's kingdom and the forces of evil. Our Lord shows us how to take on temptation and not succumb to it and its distortion of the truth. Our Lord uses prayer, fasting and an intense focus on the will of the Father to cut through the lies of the evil one. We notice too that Satan turns up to assail him near the end of his 40 days. Our Lord would have been extremely tired and very hungry and at his physical and emotional weakest. And this is when Satan begins his cowardly attacks. It's good to keep in mind that we're often attacked by temptation when we're at our lowest and most vulnerable. The powers and values that oppose the kingdom of heaven do not fight fair, but we must be prepared nevertheless. What's also fascinating is God turns even malicious temptation by the enemy as a means of strengthening and reinforcing the steely resolve of his faithful ones. Jesus was tried and passed through the trial with flying colours. Where Adam and his ancestors failed, Jesus succeeded and now schools us in how to deal with temptation ourselves. We learn that temptation is deceitful It often comes in the form of taking a good thing and luring us to use a good motive or a good thing for a bad reason, or to use it excessively. We're heartened by Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the first letter, where he writes, God never lets us face more than we can handle and gives us the help to escape its clutches. From the Gospel today, we learn that there are two areas of temptation. Temptations to people in leadership positions and then ordinary temptation on a personal level. Satan tried both with our Lord. Firstly, Satan appealed to our Lord as a leader. He tempted him to show and to prove that he was relevant to his audience. He tempted him to be popular and spectacular. He tempted him to use power over others. And see how our Lord counters this. Temptation to be relevant and prove oneself is countered by our Lord by prayer and discerning just exactly what is the Father's will. Temptation to be spectacular and to convince others is countered by obedience and humility. Temptation to power is overcome by vulnerability and a trust in God's providence and grace being more than sufficient. Satan was also tempting Jesus in his personal needs, and we too can be tempted in our personal needs. First of all, we're tempted to use our actions to meet our physical needs, not trusting that our true needs will be given us without recourse to extreme or controlling behaviour. Secondly, we're tempted to confirm and test our Lord's will and love, to presume on it, when we already know we've been shown God's love and care in so many different ways. Our Lord knew he had been very powerfully affirmed and commissioned, 
and that he did not need to test that or ask for more confirmation because that would have been pure self-indulgence. And of course, the personal temptation to pride and power. The stock in trade of the tempter is to want to trick us into thinking God has abandoned us or doesn't care about our needs. And secondly, to tempt us that we can handle our temptation and our needs better than anyone, just by ourselves. Our Lord shows us that the real question that we need to focus upon in all of this is, what is the Father's will? What does the Father want for me? Can I do this thing and truly love God the Father and delight in God? Is this choice I am being tempted with, putting God as the source and destination of my delight and my goals, or the opposite? It's very telling that after this extreme tussle in the wilderness, Christ commands Satan to be off, and he goes. Eventually temptation is dealt with by telling it to go get lost. Our Lord has succeeded in fending off the prideful and misleading lies of the tempter. And afterwards, we're told, angels come to tend to him and give him what he needs after all. There's more than a sense that this army of angels comes to support their king in this first of his many victories and give him what he needs, which Jesus knew would be provided by his father, and not from rash acts of willfulness, pride or force. The Nicene Creed I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Led into the desert, Jesus fasted for forty days and nights. So let us turn to God in our prayer. For the church preparing men and women for baptism. Lord, hear us. For the world in which inequality and injustice abound. Lord, hear us. For those tempted in whatever way or obsessed with whatever addiction. Lord, hear us. 
for ourselves, made in the image and likeness of God. Lord, hear us. For all who are in ill health, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For the dead who long to see the face of God, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Compassionate God, be merciful, for we have sinned. May our prayers be favourable in your sight. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Give us the right dispositions, O Lord, we pray, to make these offerings, for with them we celebrate the beginning of this venerable and sacred time. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By abstaining forty long days from earthly food, he consecrated through his fast the pattern of our Lenten observance. And by overturning all the snares of the ancient serpent, he taught us to cast out the leaven of malice, so that celebrating worthily the Paschal mystery, we might pass over at last to the eternal Paschal feast. And so with the company of angels and saints, we sing the hymn of your praise, as without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Let us pray. O 
renewed now with heavenly bread, by which faith is nourished, hope increased, and charity strengthened, we pray, O Lord, that we may learn to hunger for Christ, the true and living bread, and strive to live by every word which proceeds from your mouth. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone, and I acknowledge and give thanks to God for your prayers at this time of wonderful reflection upon our God. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May bountiful blessings, O Lord, we pray, come down upon your people, that hope may grow in tribulation, virtue be strengthened in temptation, and eternal redemption be assured. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Faith, Hope and Love, a time of Christian worship and reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Australia. Lenten Hymn, Have Mercy, inspired by Psalm 50, music by Paul W. Kelly, and arranged with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2020. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you.